your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Thursday, May 13th edition of Locked On Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Where's your team? Every day. This is a daily podcast where we talk about all things Florida Panthers. I'm Armando Velez from PantherParkway.com. And you can follow me on Twitter at MondoMan12. You can follow the show account at LO underscore FLA Panthers. You can also follow the national show, Locked On NHL, anywhere you listen to podcasts. And don't forget to follow as well. The Crosscheck NHL Show with Andrew Berkshire and Mary Clark. And today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. So for the postseason, the Locked On Podcast Network is having crossover specials before the start of each round for the postseason so i got together with my fellow counterpart adam danker of locked on lightning for this crossover edition of the florida panthers and the tampa bay lightnings first round playoff series against each other for the first time ever in the state of florida in this region so Let's get to our conversation. Here's my conversation with the host of the Locked On Tampa Bay Lightning podcast, Adam Danker. All right. Yeah. So, like, the Panthers have just, it, it's been a weird season. Um, I guess, obviously, not for a Panthers fan, but more so for someone from the outside looking in. Uh, looking at this team kind of develop from what they were a couple of years ago into now, probably in my opinion, from what I've seen <laughs> firsthand, uh, one of the top teams in the league. And it's funny. Um, I don't think a lot of people saw this ha- happening this year with this team. And, and it's funny. The, the one person that actually was the first to tell me don't sleep on the Florida Panthers was uh, lightning color commentator, Dave Randorf. I had him on the show a little while back. I want to say maybe about the second week of the season. And we were just discussing a little mini recap of what was going on. Uh, after the Lightning just destroyed the Blackhawks, and I think the rest of the, the division was destroying the Blackhawks as well. And the one thing that really stuck out to me and clearly you know, has stuck out to me since is Dave said, listen, don't sleep on the Panthers. This team is a lot better than people give them credit to. And literally immediately, the Panthers, I, I believe I think our two teams actually played each other uh, later that week, and the Panthers just – I. It was a lopsided game, but on the ice, it could have easily been an eight nothing game. I and mean, I feel like that's kind of what happens when these two teams face each other is that it's, you know, the Lightning have a lot of things working in their face uh, against them with Stamkos being out and Kucherov being out and just kind of them having to continuously rely on guys like Hedman and Vasilevsky. And um, so basically, what the, the question I'm trying to an- ask you is, what has been the biggest surprise with this team? I know you're this year, you know, you want to, you want to say maybe just the style of player, but is it maybe just the fact that they finished in the top three 
or do you think it's maybe a certain player that's been really making the difference that has really been surprising you? I do want to say a specific player, but every single time that either player's gone down or someone is scratched, there's always been someone to step up. So it's really hard to point to one specific person, but the biggest surprise of all of this is how well the new pieces have come together and played well together under this new front office with Bill Zito from the Columbus Blue Jackets pairing up with Coach Q. And something I haven't said on the show in a while is something I really believe in sports is if you fire the GM, you have to fire the coach. But Coach Q is the ex- one of the exceptions, not the rule. Yeah. So you just you just don't fire Dale Talon and then just fire Coach Q after just one season. So that was never going to be a possibility in the first place. So with Bill Zito coming in with Dale Talon's contract expiring last season, you know, it ran its course. So with Bill Zito coming into the picture, getting familiar faces like uh, Alex Wenberg, uh, Marcus Nutavara, and Anthony Duclair, you know, you know, Marcus Nutavara didn't really play much in the beginning of the season, but has been playing lately in the third defensive pairs. And he's, he's played quite well. Alex Weinberg was brought in to be part of the penalty kill mostly and start as the second line center. And eventually after acquiring Sam Bennett from the Calgary flames, he has been playing so well shifting down to the third line and has a career high in goals after being bought out by the Columbus Blue Jackets after two not so good seasons there. So it it seems as if Florida, at least this season and hopefully beyond, this is the place for players to revive their career because Gustav Forsling was a player that was picked off, off of waivers from the Chicago Blackhawks. And now he's in the first line of defense after Aaron Ekblad fractured his leg on March 28th against Dallas. So, you know, when it comes to adversity, the Panthers faced a little bit of adversity in mid-March when Barkoff went down in warmups against the Chicago Blackhawks right before they were about to take the ice. And then they lose three straight after that. So in the middle of that, Ekblad fractures his leg. Barkov comes back on April 4th, I believe, wins a few and then loses um, three straight games, but they haven't had a more than a three game losing streak this season. So the, even when a little bit of adversity has hit with this team, the Florida Panthers have been able to weather storms. Yeah. And, and I have to agree. And even in these lightning games that you guys have played, um, the thing that has really stuck out to me and has really impressed me with you guys is obviously, you know, which we'll get into in just a little bit, your ability to continuously skate and pretty, almost set the pace with, you know, with this lightning team who is one of the best skating teams in the league. Um, and I'm not even saying that because I'm the host of Locked on Lightning. I'm saying that because it's just a known fact. Um it's just how well you guys weather the storm and in in some of the games that i've seen you guys play other teams in the division what has really stuck out to me was the fact yeah that you guys are just you know you're a young talented team 
but the fact that you're able to weather the storm, whether it's a team trying to make a run at some point in the game or trying to shift the ice in their favor, or it could be something as them, you know, playing from behind, which really, let's face it, we haven't seen many times this season. So that is something that's really impressed me about this team. Now, I just got done and you just got done talking about, you know, all the things um, that this team does well. Uh, and, and obviously you being the inside guy, what is something that maybe the Panthers do not do well? The Achilles heel, you know, in, in these last couple of games that they've played my lightning, you guys don't really have a lot of weaknesses. Um, and if you do, it's almost corrected within an instance. Um, but from, you know, you being able to watch this team 56 times this year, what is something that you've really picked up on that has really been a consistent issue for this team and could potentially come up in this upcoming series? Well, when Ernak Blood went down on March 28th, the power play went a little bit stale. And the Florida Panthers were trying to find their groove. They went on a little bit of a run the, in the second to last week of the season on the power play percentage but still it's it's still a little bit worrisome they're ranked 15th in the league in power plays percentage with 20.5 so that is without Ekblad who was at the time of his injury he was tied with he was leading excuse me all NHL defensemen in power play goals at the time so he was really he was it was so one thing that we saw a lot was the one-timer from Aaron Ekblad from the left face-off circle, the goalie's right. And that's one thing we saw a lot. And Aaron Ekblad was such a big difference maker. And the major Achilles heel is Keith Yandel. That is one of the biggest Achilles heels on this team. He's running power play one because he's considered the quarterback on the power play. There's a lot of turnovers that Keith Yandel commits when it's really high near the point and the Florida Panthers, there are times where a shorty goes to the other side and also even resetting as well. That's another thing that happens because Keith Yandel just reaches out with the stick and doesn't get far enough and it tips out of the zone. And that is valuable. That is like at least 10 seconds of power play time to get everybody back and to either dish it in and that's a, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, that Braden Point had a shorthanded goal this year against the Florida Panthers in one yeah. of the early games, if I'm not, if I remember correctly. But there was, there's a time, there's, with this power play unit, it's a little bit uh, of a concern. And with Keith Yandel's play, who's been most, mostly between the second and third defensive pairings, he's a team worst in plus minus with a minus eight. And they're playing and this is something that David Dwork of WPLG Local 10 in South Florida said, I'm, I'm stealing his quote here, is the Florida Panthers are playing well in spite of Keith Yano, not because of him, but in spite of him. And they say, you know, you're just as good as your worst player. And in, in, let's be real. The reason why he's still playing is because there's a, there's a game streak, which is now at 922 for Keith Yandel. So just, I think about 40-ish games off of Doug Jarvis and Patrick Marlowe is right behind him. So even if he passes Doug Jarvis, I don't see Keith Yandel being a healthy scratch 
even after that because Marlowe yeah. is like right behind him. Yeah. Um, so you think, you know, I I, I mean, <laughs> this team, I, I even you saying all of that and, and saying, you know, Yandel is probably one of the key factors. I mean, you look at this team top to bottom and even throwing Yandel into that mix just from, you know, from what I've seen. And maybe this is just the fact that we've just came refresh off of two regular season games with it, with each other. And maybe that's why I have kind of like this look of what your team is. But um, the, the one situation that really gives me a lot of trouble wrapping my head around in terms of how deep this team is, is your goaltender situation. And, and you would have figured when the deal was made a couple of years ago and the Florida Panthers signed Sergei Brabovsky that he was going to be the guy like for probably 90% of the season is what you see with the, the Tampa Bay lightning and Andre Vasilevsky. But this other guy that you guys have in that Dreger, who has been Chris Dreger has just been incredible. Um, you know, early on in the season when the lightning were kind of struggling already and you had the Panthers coming up on the, on the schedule, uh, uh, I believe we had an early, I think we had an early back-to-back, if I'm not mistaken, against each other early on in the season at one point. And, it was a three-game series, two in Florida, one in Tampa Bay. Right. So, you know, Lightning fans were kind of chomping at the bits. Okay, you know, we're going to get at least Dreger for one of those games. And I believe he won that game as well. And he won it in spectacular fashion, basically stifling one of the best offenses in the league. And, you know, I, I, I like to try and, you know, talk up the lightning in terms of them being the top offense, regardless of their two-star players, you know, missing significant time. Um, so what is, what are, what are your expectations, you know, early on in terms of how things are going to shape up for this team? Do you think coach Q is going to end up maybe changing some things around going to this playoff series, or is it just going to be business as usual? When you have an experience like coach Q has from his time in Chicago, I think he's just going to be himself and he's just going to go with his gut. And he's, he sees these guys in practice, how they, how they perform, how they're, they hustle, how much effort they make. And that's gonna, that's gonna carry over games. Of course, game speed is not, is different than of course practice, but he's going to see that. And of course, uh, Sam Bennett was held out of practice today, but he's Mm -hmm. still expected to play in game one, which is nothing official as of right now, as of this recording at 6, 17 PM on a Wednesday night. And the game one is unofficially set for Sunday. So Sam Bennett is nothing is nothing is official on whether he will be out. So I'm expecting Bennett to play. So mostly the changes that he's going to make is going to be probably maybe on the fourth line, putting either Nikita Gusev there. Mm-hmm. Um, of, I expect Nola Chari to center the fourth line. You could put a uh, Grigory Denisenko, who's a first round pick made his NHL debut this year. year. He got, and Alexi Heponiemi as well. You could interchange any of those. The, I don't expect much of the top six to change as of right now, because mm-hmm. even though Carter Verhage was injured for a, for a little bit, for a few weeks during the last week of the season, coach Q put that exact first line in the final few games that he did in the very beginning of the season. And for a little bit, Duclair was on the second line and he was 
on a tear and he went back to the first line and his tear continued. His play didn't drop off just because he had different line mates. Yeah. And I, I would be remiss if I didn't bring up former lightning player, Carter Verhage. Uh How much of a surprise was that? I mean, he didn't play a whole ton last season. He only had kind of a little bit here and there during the playoff run, as well as during the regular season. Um, but man, this is what every lightning fan hoped eventually to have going on for them. And you guys really, really did a great job scooping him up uh, in free agency. Uh, what has that been like for you? Are you guys kind of trying to, you know, are you, are you looking at this as like looking at lightning fans? Like, listen, you know, your, your thrown away garbage is our, uh, you know, is our treasure kind of thing. Or is this kind of like, well, we found a diamond in the rough and we got a uh, kind of, you know, lucky in this situation. I would have to imagine, you know, with, with things kind of heating up in this rivalry. And I said it at the beginning of the season on my earlier pods that I would have loved to have seen, you know, this in-state rivalry kind of escalate a little bit. And I even said at the beginning of the season that I thought a playoff series would kind of help with that. Um, are you guys just looking at this as sort of, well, you know, this is just, let's just get in. This is just every, any other team, doesn't matter if it's the Lightning or is there, do you feel like there's kind of a little bit of an added flavor to this series? I think if I were just a typical fan and not a podcaster slash writer, I'd be participating <laughs> in it more. But as somebody who tries to be more even keel with everything, me personally, I see it as, okay, this is right now Big Brother in the state of Florida. And, you know, I love, by the way, I love Pat Maroon's comments. I love it because I think it creates a competitive fire for the opposition's like, okay, I don't have an issue with it at all. I mean, of course, I'm on Twitter. You're on Twitter too. Mm-hmm. And you, I've seen the fans like go back and forth sharing memes, uh, calling yeah. each other out. And But that's the nature of Twitter. So, but of course it can, I, I'm not sure how 100% reflective that is of real life. But of course it, you live in the same state. You, you play in the same mm-hmm. state. So of course there's gonna be that. And because this is the first time ever, it's riling up for, for yeah. the fan base. That's for damn sure. And I live in a, I live in a Bolts market. I live in Orlando, Florida, where the Tampa Bay Lightning are well represented. And yeah, they, they are, they, the, and I've spotted a few Panther fans here and there, like maybe a little bit over a handful. So I, I've, and I've talked to a few that I've seen on the, in, if I bump into somebody on how they're feeling about the cats and, and all, and, a lot of a lot of people are are excited and and it's it's something that has been a long time coming and something i tweeted on the locked on panthers twitter page is the that the bolts and the panthers have only made the playoffs in the same year twice yeah. which was in 96 the year that the cats made the cup final bolts lost in round 1 to philly and then the panthers eliminated philly in the, the second round. So that denied a battle of Florida. And then 2016, where the Florida Panthers lost to the New York Islanders in six, Tampa Bay beat the New York Islanders the very next round. And that's when the Tampa Bay Lightning lost in the conference final in seven to Pittsburgh. And I guess if you want to count the Stanley Cup qualifier, which I don't for the Florida Panthers as a playoff appearance, because that team was not a playoff team, in my opinion. Right. And of course, that was the year that the Tampa Bay Lightning won the Stanley Cup in the Toronto bubble. So, yeah. 
So yeah, uh, I, I think it's really good for the sport. It's good for a, a state that's not a traditional hockey state to grow the game. Yeah, absolutely. And I've been trying to figure out all year long um, how it would even be possible for these two teams to play an outdoor game to where you know they wouldn't be falling through the ice left and right. But I don't think that's I don't really see that feasible. happening. Yeah. Unfortunately, it would have to be at some neutral site, possibly maybe in Marlins Park with the roof closed. <laughs> that, could, that could work. That could work. Stonks, memes, rocket ships. Day trading can be a lot of fun. But if you want to grow your long term wealth and make it to the moon, you should open up a Wealthfront investment account today. Decades of data show that investors that trade individual stocks underperform the market every year. In fact, only 1% of day traders beat the market. The odds are not in your favor if you're doing it alone. Team up with Wealthfront instead. Investing can be complicated, but whether you're a beginner or you've been investing for years, Wealthfront makes it easy. They have the right tools for every portfolio. Wealthfront can create a portfolio of globally diversified, low-cost index fund personalized just for you in minutes. No manual trades, no picking stocks, no watching the stock market every day. They automatically handle all the investing based on preferences you control. Wealthfront can even help you lower the taxes you pay as you invest. For the average client, their tax loss harvesting can be more than the cover of the low annual 0.25% advisory fee. Best of all, it's automatic. Wealthfront is trusted with over $20 billion of assets and you can get your first 5,000 managed for free by going to wealthfront.com slash LockedOnNHL. All you need is $500 to get started. Grow your wealth the easy way and let Wealthfront do the work for you. Get your first 5,000 managed for free for life. Go to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnNHL. That's W-E-A-L-T-H-F-R-O-N-T dot com slash LockedOnNHL to start growing your savings. Go to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnNHL and get started today. So why don't we kind of like shift to my team uh, mm -hmm. now that we're done talking about you guys? I mean, I'm just going to start it off before we get the questions flowing here that it has been nothing short. And I'm sure Lightning fans could agree with me. It has been nothing short of a frustrating year for this mm -hmm. team and for this fan base, just because if you look at what the expectations were post winning the Stanley Cup, um, they were sky high. Uh, with a healthy team, this team is probably top three in the league. Uh, even without Stamkos and Kucherov, if everything's clicking, you could even make the argument for this team still being top five. Um, it, it 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 has not been a pretty year, especially against the Florida Panthers. Uh, we we the the Lightning have the worst record in the division against uh you know against you guys. They only have six points in eight matchups against the Panthers, and it's just been incredibly frustrating to play against you guys where i say, stated earlier that really it, it's almost surprising to a certain extent that you guys have been able to almost set the pace for, for the majority of the series when it comes to skating up and down the ice um and that's where really you know i guess we could go into that with kind of a little later on with the weakness but um really that's what it comes down to with this team who has struggled immensely not even this year but also last year and, and in the playoffs to really set the stand, really set the pace of the game and really come out of the gates flying. And that's something that really I could see being a huge factor. And what we saw in the last couple of games, I mean, let's face it, the lightning 
really didn't get things clicking until maybe the 10 minute mark in the in the second to last game of the season and then a couple of nights ago they really they they kind of flew out the gates but you, you saw that they still couldn't hang with the Florida Panthers yeah and I it was really hard to read what John Cooper was trying to do and especially in the last game where a lot of players were scratched scratched like Hedman Palat of course, you had Pat Maroon suspended for the season finale against Florida. And it, coaches emphasize health versus home ice a lot. And yeah. with you have two Stanley Cup champion coaches side by side, and they faced in the cup final in 2015 where the yeah. Chicago Blackhawks defeated the Tampa Bay Lightning, I believe it was in five games, I believe. Yeah. Uh, so the they they know each other that's the thing they they really do know each other and with i was looking at vasileski's numbers versus the florida panthers versus everyone else and versus everyone i'm going to start with everyone else 29 6 and 1 with a 2.02 goals against average which is great yeah <laughs> a 930 save percentage and five shutouts Versus the Panthers, 2-4-0, 3.36 goals against average, and an 8.98 save percentage with zero shutouts. I still think he's one of the favorites, of course, to win the Vesna Trophy, uh, along with Marc-Andre Fleury, Philip Grubauer, and, of course, Connor Hellebuck as well. That's another one. And they're, it, it's crazy how, how it's a flip of a switch when it comes to the Panthers and I think, and I just, I'm not sure whether they've figured him out, but I think there, there's a lot of confidence with the Florida Panthers against Vasilevsky on how he's played. And I, I was looking how Victor Hedman's hobbled. He's playing through a major injury, which will require surgery. McDonough's yeah. hurt. Kudrov and Stamkos are coming back and we don't know how the chemistry when they do come back, but of course, Stamkos returned in game two of the Stanley Cup final and scored a goal in six minutes of ice time and Gaudreau's out indefinitely. So the Tampa Bay Lightning, when it comes to a health perspective, it's not the best right now. Yeah, yeah the, this team has for, you know, the, the year, I guess, so the last two seasons in which I've been doing this show. Um, they have just immensely struggled to stay healthy. And really, John Cooper has had to adopt that next man up at attitude. And I think that's where, obviously, a lot of hockey teams, and that's just the nature of the sport, where it comes into play, where, you know, guys are going to get hurt. That's just the way it's played now. Guys, you know, it's a very physical game. So guys are going to get hurt. And that's just the way it is. And um, so that's why it's so so important for a team to have depth. And the Lightning have been blessed the last couple of seasons with depth. And if you know they've been able to go out and fill certain holes, last year being Blake Coleman, uh, this year, <coughs> excuse me, this year uh, going out and making another trade uh, to fill some holes here and there to get Dennis uh, David Savard out of Columbus. Uh, so that's the really important thing. Now, having said that, the issue that the Lightning have really faced coming to missing guys like Stamkos, Kucherov, Hedman the last couple of games, Maroon, like you said, was suspended. The real issue lies in the fact that certain individuals on this team, they have the numbers, they've put up the stats, 
but what it really comes down to it, they haven't really been putting the note. They really haven't been contributing where it means the most. Uh, I stayed on the last episode and, you know, this is a little tease uh, for the episode that I'll be dropping after we record this is, you know, I, I really wanted to do a deep dive into Braden point uh, his season this year in which he led the team in points. He lead, led the team in goals for the first time in his career. And the issue I had with him this year is that where are those points go- going? Where are those goals being scored? Because it seems like just to, from doing the eye test, uh, from watching 56 games this season, Braden Point hasn't been scoring when the Lightning have needed him to. Really what it's come down to is the second and third line and the fourth line. Uh, guys like Matthew Joseph, Blake Coleman, Yanni Gord have really been stepping up this year, but that's not a recipe for success. That's not a recipe for repeating as champs. And that's really what it comes down to for this playoff series is that really the Lightning are going to need contributions all around. And like you stated from Vasilevsky, kind of struggling this year against the Panthers, he's going to need that support in front of him, not only on the offensive side of things, but as well as on the defensive side of things. So that means guys picking up the puck, guys being in the right position, uh, cross-size passes, and not letting forwards kind of slink into the, the high-low slot for big opportunities, which we've seen numerous times, not only against the Panthers, but as well as every other team in the division. Uh, most notably, the Detroit Red Wings. The Detroit Red Wings have owned a little bit, I guess, not completely, but they have somewhat figured out the Lightning this year, and so and so did the Panthers. Uh, and Vasilevsky to kind of help you figure out why the Panthers have kind of uh, been able to have so much success against him is because Vasilevsky, believe it or not, is a slow starter. Um, so he does need a lot of shots to get going, uh, to get that momentum going. And once you get enough shots on him early on, um, he's almost, he's almost a, a shutout machine mm-hmm. given, you know, the, the five shutouts that you've seen. Um, but therein lies kind of the issue. If Vasilevsky doesn't get help in front, you know, because let's face it, all the great goaltenders in history, Wah, Hasek, Brodor, they still had great defense, defensemen in front of them. Uh, they just weren't out there doing it all by themselves on a nightly basis. And sometimes this team has relied on Vasilevsky to do that, which obviously hasn't worked out. Um, and it shows up in his stats. So, and that's what the Panthers have done. They've jumped on him early and, also, a little bit ha- of that has to do with the fact that sometimes he's not really in the game all there mentally, as we saw the other night with that easy turnover, you know, the trapezoid that led to a goal for the Panthers, which, by the way, Armando, I have been raving all season long that that was going to happen eventually because he has been doing that all season long where he's just been picking up the puck behind the net and just kind of been hanging out there with it as if he was just skating around in warm-ups and it finally t- turned into a goal for the Opposing team. So, yeah, just a season of frustration, really. Lightning fans, I think, really almost everybody with a full healthy team, minus Kutrov, still expected this team to finish in first place. Obviously, that didn't happen. And now you're kind of getting beat up on by your little brother uh, in the state. So, you know, it's, it's a lot of pressure on this team going forward. And it's a lot of pressure for guys like Stamkos and Kutrov to really come back and make it click right away. Because if it doesn't, if things don't really happen the way they're supposed to, once this team plays, these two teams play each other on Saturday, um, we could be talking about a very short series. Yeah, and 
I'm thinking that when it comes to Vasilevsky's play, one of his weaknesses is his stick handling when it comes yeah. to, and you, you said it yourself that it, it was going to cost him and he eventually did on the goal by Yuho Lamico. So with, and if I, I feel like if I were a lightning fan after coming off a of Stanley cup, when it comes to a very short layoff between seasons, the you're not, you don't get as much rest time in between. And it's, of, of, I'm, I'm here to say now it, it isn't an, an excuse but it, it is a reality though right that you don't get that much rest in between and you know it's not it wasn't your normal off season this year compared to the rest I mean of course you had the three month shutdown in be in in between but yeah. you're in season there's a huge the, the mindset between the two teams it between a team going a stoppage in season versus an off season is so different because of course you have turnover in between on the rosters so with tampa bay that that's a reality that they're coming off of that and you know if if they're if they're in third with these even with these injuries i mean if if you're a lightning fan are you confident going in thinking that they could just turn it on i don't i don't i don't know because but one thing they do have on their side is experience. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. The experience definitely plays a huge factor there. And and when you mentioned turnover, they're really, you know, they they were lucky. There really wasn't much of that, minus Zach Bogosian, who ended up going up to Toronto. Um, other than that, they they pretty much brought back the same team, other than also as well as your guy, Carter Verhage, <laughs> uh, who, like I said, didn't really play a whole bit. So it wasn't like you were missing a really key factor. I mean, you still would love to have him coming off the bench in situations, but I mean, you, you can't, you can't really pick and choose in this, in this day and age, especially in the cap, uh, cap, uh, tight NHL. But, um, yeah. It, hold yeah, on, go hold ahead. On. Yeah. I want to give Tampa Bay credit on one thing on, even though as a Florida Panthers fan, it's, it's like a clenching of the fist between how they're able to manipulate the cap with, how they made like the David Savard move. You got to give credit to the front yeah. office for Tampa Bay for pulling off these moves in a flat cap world. They they weren't able to move Tyler Johnson this offseason. Yeah. That was a move that they were trying to make. So they, you got to give credit to the front office for the Tampa Bay Lightning for still finding a way in this flat cap world. Yeah, and, and you got to give all the credit in the world to GM Julian Brees-Boss, who has been a fantastic, who has been doing a fantastic job since taking over for Stevie Eiserman. Um, and, and yeah, it wasn't tough trying to kind of add pieces because that's the thing that we've seen in years past, whether it's been the dynasties with the Chicago Blackhawks or the Pittsburgh Penguins or, you know, kind of teams like that kind of winning every now and then in, in the Los Angeles Kings regardless of if you're winning the cup or you're just missing out, if you're just maybe one goal away, you're still always trying to improve. And that was what Brees Boss said at almost in the coming weeks after, you know, they had the parade, that crazy parade that happened in Tampa. Um, he said that we were going to continue to get better. And he showed it with bringing up guys like Matthew Joseph, who didn't play a whole ton last year. And this is really his breakout season. And he has been fantastic for this team. And that's the thing that I've really kind of, almost criticized this team for not doing was dipping into their farm system because up until then they didn't really play the young guys a whole ton um i i was more of an advocate for um 
because the the big conversation in the offseason, well, who who are the Lightning going to have to deal away to kind of get rid of some of that money? Uh, is it going to be Kalorn? Is it going to be Tyler Johnson? And I was kind of more along the lines of, why don't you just try and move both of them? You're 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 kind of giving away at least ten and change um, off the, off the books, and then you have a bunch of talent in, in Syracuse ready to come up. And why don't you give the, the young guys a chance? Because guess what? They're only going to develop so much in the minor leagues until they kind of hit their plateau. Uh, so why don't you give them some NHL experience? And guess what? Things have worked almost really well immediately with the, with this young talent at the NHL level. Mitchell Stevens, who I think that the Lightning should really play a lot more often. Uh, he has last, last postseason, he proved that he could, win the faceoffs in the big moments. And that we saw it in the cup finals numerous times, especially in, in game five. Um, so really, you know, guys like Matthew Joseph, like I just talked about, I mean, just one of the fastest players on this team, Andre Bear on Alex Bear Boulay, who has, has played, has coming along in recent weeks. Uh, you know, he's only going to get better with more ice time. So the lightning do have players that they could go to in their system. Uh, even with kind of like the tight cap that they've had to maneuver around. I'm looking at cap friendly right now. The amount of no movement clauses or no trade clauses yeah, that the it's, it's super Lightning have are, I believe I'm counting one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, nine players either have a no movement clause or a no trade clause on the Tampa Bay Lightning. So that makes it a lot very difficult for, yeah, for to make moves for in in the flat cap world, Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball is in full swing, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. The NBA and the NHL are in their stretch runs right before the postseason begins. Get all the latest news and odds and info on all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA. NHL and all your UFC slash MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news. Sign up for bonuses and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their run to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online. Your online sportsbook experts use the promo code locked on. With the ever increasing numbers of makes and models, it is now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. Why are often pointless or seemingly intimidating, questioning, and wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computers, choosing only the brand his warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Chain stores have different price tiers for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. RockAuto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. RockAuto.com always offers lowest prices possible rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear, like airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everybody and does not require membership or account login. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. 
The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same part? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So they know we sent you. Amazing selection. Reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. So let's let's shift gears to how the season series. So as far as points, the Florida Panthers and the Tampa Bay Lightning, the Florida Panthers went five, two, and one against the Tampa Bay Lightning getting 11 out of a possible 16. And just a little note for Lightning fans and Panther fans that I, I did a little bit of calculations here. Against every single team except for Carolina, the Florida Panthers have had at least 11 of 16 points against every opponent except Carolina, which they got six against yeah. them this season. That's the only team they've really struggled against. So what what do you expect what what do you think the season series where the Tampa Bay Lightning got six in this one I didn't mention that part yeah what do you what do you think is is it do you think it's forecasting for something bigger in this series especially based on the last series well I think that we can't deny the fact that Florida is going to hundred percent be coming into this series with a ton of confidence, especially with how these last two games shaped out. Um, I believe if I'm, if I'm, if I'm not correct that the, the Panthers outscored the lightning um, nine to one in these last two games, which mm-hmm. is wild to think about that. Andre Vasilevsky played in both those games. Uh, so they, I, I, if I'm the Florida Panthers, you're coming into this series thinking, okay, Sam Coast and Cooch are coming back, but let's be honest, these guys haven't really played in a high game situation. One of them since probably November, December, and the other since the since the Stanley Cup Finals. So, and you have you know the best goalie in net. Let's you, know, you said said it before, Andre Vasilevsky, and I have to agree, of course, best goaltender in the league, and you you've own this guy almost all season long. So if you're Alexander Barkov, you're, you're telling your guys before the games, listen, guys, we got this. And, and I, that's where it really comes in to play with the Lightning having to get off to a good start because, like I, I stated before, the Lightning have struggled with really getting momentum to start the game, to really get the ball rolling, whether it's, starting the game or starting periods because let's face it there's been numerous games this year where they haven't really started getting things going and really doing what they're supposed to do or even playing the game the right way up until maybe the 10 minute mark of the first period maybe they'll get a late goal and then it's back to square one the start of the second period and that's something you can't you cannot afford to do against the Florida Panthers so the lightning really need it and I'm sure Coach Cooper has really kind of tried to reinforce that throughout the whole season. If if the Lightning could do that, I think that, you know, we could look at this whole series and uh, this whole season series and kind of just throw it to the side and, and go back to the drawing board. But 
if the Lightning cannot learn from their past mistakes, I think that this playoff series is going to go pretty much along the same lines as what we saw during the regular season. And something I emphasized on the show a few days ago that, of course, Lightning fans, if they don't come onto the Panthers feed, they're probably hearing this for the first time. The home ice means so much more to the Panthers than it does to the Tampa Bay Lightning by a long shot. It's yeah, absolutely based on the the Tampa Bay Lightning are of course more than capable of winning on the road. I mean, so are the Panthers. Don't get me wrong. They, yeah. they, the the Florida Panthers won two road games in Tampa Bay this year after going like three or three or four seasons without winning a single game on the road in Amelie Arena. So the 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 confidence is there also to win on on the road as well but in a market a south florida market which hasn't seen the playoffs since 2016 and at the time they just got their hearts broken myself included on how that series ended and with it being a while for for this team being back the panthers can use every, any advantage that they can get and the Florida Panthers, the BB&T Center, they're increasing capacity for the playoffs. And this sounds strange. This sounds, uh, I, don't, I don't know how I feel about this, but they could increase capacity to 100% by the, by the later rounds. And that is something that players, coaches, as far as like a home ice advantage, that they are really, they'll, they'll be really behind with, with, with that home crowd there supporting them. Yeah, and and I have to agree with you. I think it, it definitely the the fans definitely play more of a factor uh with with the Panthers, you know, uh, I mean, the Lightning really what it comes down to, they're used to playing whether it's with no fans or just kind of having that on the road feeling all the time. I mean, uh players were you know, we, we, you could, you don't have to go far to look online to look at an interview from whether it was the Dallas Stars or especially the Tampa Bay Lightning, where those long playoff runs last year in Toronto in the bubble, really, it, it was just, it was probably like playing in the twilight zone. Mm-hmm. And, and so whether you're playing on the road against hostile fans or you're just playing on the road with no fans, it's really not a big, it's not going to be that much of a culture shock to this team. But I would have to, kind of say that um if the panthers kind of get off to a good start and the lightning fall behind early on that crowd is going to definitely seem a lot louder to this team now kind of throwing that over to you is there any worry for 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 you as not only as a, a podcaster who talks about this team on a daily basis but as someone who does root for the panthers do is there any fear there um, uh, possibly about the moment getting too big for this team? Or do you think that Coach Q is going to have somewhat of a cap on that? Now, a lot of these guys have probably not played in a playoff game before. And if they have, it's been very limited time. Um, so, yeah, is, is there any kind of fear or kind of maybe rumblings of, about possibly the, the moment getting too big for some players on this team? I think leadership matters a lot. Oh, absolutely, and- yeah with coach Q being a three-time Stanley cup champion and he was the assistant coach for the Colorado avalanche when they defeated the Panthers in the 96 cup final. And 
it's it's there and the the core three of Ekblad, Huberdo, and Barkov have one playoff experience ex, series inexperience of course sam bennett who was a player that the florida panthers got in the trade deadline has two playoff appearances as well and alex wenberg also does marcus nudevara has sergey bobrovsky who who played against the tampa bay lightning in 2019 and they swept them that year after tampa bay won the president's trophy so when at the end of the day when you drop the puck it's hockey. That's what it is. Yeah. And they, they've seen each other. They're no, they know each other. They're familiar. And at, and at the same time, the, I think something that coach Q is going to preach is just be the team. You are that of yeah. what you were They're Of course, they're not facing a Detroit. They're not going to be facing a Columbus, a Chicago. And they, the, every team is good in the playoffs. Well, most teams, but, <laughs> but, but you know, you're not, you're not playing against crap teams. So just yeah. continue to be who you are from the regular season to now. And, yeah. you know, may the best team win. And yeah. And, and and kind of the question I want to throw your way was, was this the ideal matchup when things were still sort of shaping up for the playoffs a couple of weeks ago? Or were you looking at maybe a Nashville or a Carolina or or maybe some other team that, clearly hasn't made it in this division were you looking at kind of maybe the Blackhawks to try and sneak in and then maybe play against you guys maybe you guys could snag the first spot and be playing against those or or do you think this is probably the best scenario right now for the Florida Panthers because honestly I would have just preferred for them for the Lightning to get that first spot I would have rather out of all the teams in the division and I'm not saying this is that I don't think I have that the like, I don't have confidence that the Lightning can play against you guys well. I think very well when the chips are down and, and when the games really do matter, because let's face it, um, I think that, you know, once we realized what Florida was, what you guys really were on, uh, on ice, uh, these were just 56 warm-up games to what really what was coming. And that was mm-hmm. clearly a playoff performance. And, and I think everybody would have been shocked, including yours truly, if the Lightning would have missed the playoffs. Um, but yeah, I, I think I would have rather have seen the Lightning play Carolina, to be honest, or at least maybe Nashville or, or Chicago, just to kind of get their feet wet with Stamkos and Kucherov. Because like you said, you have, we have really no idea how those, how those two are really going to affect this lineup. And also, John Cooper is going to have to kind of shuffle a lot of guys around to where maybe some guys who haven't been only been able to play on each other's lines during practice, which let's face it, practice hasn't really been much of a factor this year with, with NHL teams. I mean, a lot of what teams have had to figure out this season, I know I could say from firsthand experience with the lightning uh, guys like Vasilevsky and, and other people, they've had to figure out whatever they're going through during NHL games. So really and that's going to be something that's also going to be kind of in factor with the lightning is that they're going to have to figure out how to kind of gel together on the fly in a playoff series against arguably one of the top teams in the league um so was i guess kind of going back to my question before i went on to ramble um is this the ideal situation for panther fans and this panther team or do you think that there was a better matchup i think the better matchup was believe it or not, with UC Soros going on a tear lately, is going up against Nashville. However, 
I kind of accepted that after the Florida Panthers on April 24th against the Carolina Hurricanes, where they needed a regulation win to keep up with the Carolina Hurricanes, but they got to overtime. And, you know, at the time when the Florida Panthers did win against the Carolina Hurricanes in that one where Alexander Barkov scored the game-winning goal. Yeah. I said, okay, the chances of the division are over because we won in overtime, not in regulation. However, that win was very important for their confidence because at the time, at the time I was thinking, we're going to see them again. But, you know, you can't get to the second round until before you get to this one. So I kind of accepted at the time that the division race for the number one spot was over. And after that, I was starting to accept, okay, it's going to be Tampa, Florida. And it was, and I hearing you on locked on NHL with Chris Maselli for, for my listeners, actually a little bit of about Adam is he's the Thursday host of locked on NHL with Chris Maselli of locked on avalanche. So listen to that show on Monday through Friday, Adam, jumps in on the Thursday show. So with the Florida Panthers and Tampa Bay Lightning, it was like, okay, I saw it like this. If you want to be the best, you got to beat the best. The, and it's going to be a gauntlet. Two, two, three, this whole time was always going to be a gauntlet. You wanted yeah. to avoid it because you wanted the two, three to beat up on each other yeah. before getting to round two. I'm not sure how much of a chance Nashville has against Carolina. I think it's going to be like Carolina in five against Nashville possibly, but yeah. And, and this one could possibly go the distance, but we're not going to get to predictions just yet. Right. Well, I, I mean, kind of just to piggyback on what you just said. uh, Yeah. I, I don't really see Nashville getting past Carolina. I just think Carolina is just playing so well right now. And just everything is clicking at the right time for that team. Having said that, uh, and this goes out to the Panther fans as well as my Lightning fans, let's all remember what happened to Pittsburgh last season in the bubble with with Montreal and how that turned out. The how many people matchup exactly? How many people wrote off Montreal and and how that's just kind of propelled them into yet another playoff um, appearance, which I don't think any of us saw happening. Well, Chicago uh, and Edmonton to- as well. Yeah, um, I mean, that was also kind of more of a, a play-in thing. Kind of, I mean, granted, Montreal was too. So, But yeah, ho- that's what makes hockey a great sport is that just seeding doesn't mean really anything mm-hmm. other than home ice advantage. And, unless, you know, you're going into a very, very hostile environment, whether, you know, this isn't, this isn't two years ago in Nashville where it was Smashville where – the building was shaking down there in Nashville for, for, for opposing teams, or, you know, we're not talking about the barn out in Calgary back in the, back in the early two thousands when, when the lightning were going on their Stanley cup run. And you, I had Jay feast, their former GM of the lightning on the show saying, we did not want to play, go back there and, and play those guys in the barn again out in Calgary. So I, as much as yes, like home ice advantage is kind of a thing. You know, it, it works well for you guys. I still think that, I, I don't know. I just, this year is so weird with, with everything that's gone on. 2-3 is a great matchup. Uh, I have to agree with you. But at the same time, it's unfortunate that, um, you know, 
were knocked. One good, very good team is going to get knocked out of the playoffs super early. The winner's going to have to earn it. That's for yeah, a hundred percent. So yeah, I'm I'm excited for how things are going to match up. Um, obviously, we'll get into more talk on I guess part two of this conversation. Um, but yeah, I mean, you guys are just a very talented team. I mean, everything is clicking at the right time for all of you. Uh, just with kind of the moves that you made at the deadline, guys kind of come into their own. Mackenzie Weger just having a fantastic season um, and just, you know, having that two-headed monster in, in, goal to, in goal to where, you know, if Roboski doesn't work out early on, you have Drieger waiting in the wings ready to, to lace him up and go in. Yeah, and that and that's the that's a bit of an advantage that the Florida Panthers have over the Tampa Bay Lightning with where with Vasilevsky versus Curtis McElhaney. And that's something we could touch on on part two of this crossover edition. Yeah, the, the long awaited uh, Florida crossover that unfortunately we're just getting to now. Uh, we definitely got to do more of these uh, going forward. All right. All right, guys. So make sure to stay tuned for part two of me and Adam's conversation on this first round series between the Florida Panthers and the Tampa Bay Lightning. Thank you once again to listening to part one of this two part conversation between the host of the Locked On Tampa Bay Lightning podcast, Adam Danker. And be on the lookout for part two of this conversation later this week. And there's also, don't forget, part two of the Panther Parkway roundtable discussion with me and the guys from pantherparkway.com. When you're done listening to this podcast, make sure to also listen to the Locked On Today podcast. Get on the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the new Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. So I'm Armando Velez, signing off. And you've been listening to the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. We're your team. Every day. Oh.